everyone, and welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. This is episode number five. My name is Ryan Hanley. I'm the head of marketing for TrustedChoice.com, and uh, I am joined by Marty. Marty, say howdy. Howdy, Marty. Howdy, Marty. And uh, what's Marty, you know what's funny is that uh, when we first started working with each other back in August, uh, we were doing some videos, and we were going to start this whole content vein around the hashtag Howdy Marty. I wonder whatever happened to that. Well, it's still out there. We should probably try to kick it up a notch. So if you want to bust Marty's chops, tweet at either one of us and use the hashtag Howdy Marty because I think that would just be hilarious. Um, so, all right, let's. So, last episode, uh, we actually the topic we're going to talk about today. We had queued up for last episode, but we went really deep on um, why answering questions is is really where you should start with your content marketing, um, and 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 really one of the most efficient and effective pieces of of content marketing. Today, we want to get into a topic which is a little higher level, um, but speaks to this new idea of kind of the the social insurance agency or the digital insurance agency. Um, And Marty, you found a great article, so why don't you take us into this? Sure. Uh, This is an article that I found. It was published originally by Booz and Allen, which is a big consulting house. Uh, This article is in their strategy and business section, and it's called How Digital Leaders outperform their peers. And essentially, I looked at it as a uh, resource for TrustedChoice.com and how we could use the um, concepts in here to leverage our business and to do better as a digital company. But the more I looked at this, the more I realized that these uh, capabilities and, and these key ideas that they focus on are equally valuable to an agency that's trying to uh, do much better and, and an in- insurance company for that matter. You know, one of the things that uh, I have enjoyed about working at uh, trustedchoice.com um, is that, you know, we really, as a group, as a group of uh, both uh, the executive team, the leadership team, the, uh, you know, all our, our amazing team members across all the different verticals that we have, um, you know, we're always kind of emailing each other these various these various articles and stuff around around what we want our business to be, and I think that's a really interesting cultural aspect of our business that uh, you know sometimes is almost lost on me. Is that you'll find something or uh, you know uh, one of my team members, um, this a leader, our 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 consumer internet marketing manager, she'll send out an article that she finds about um, you know different strategies that we could be using. Um, you know, I would love to know. Does does you know to a lot of the insurance professionals listening? Is that something that anyone else is is doing? I I, I really like that about our culture. Um, it kind of you know it, it almost makes this like little game of like who can find the most interesting article and then uh, even more important who can find a way to actually fit it into our business. I think it it really is a a powerful aspect about the culture of a business. No doubt. Um... It what it does is is it uh, I guess it triggers sort of introspection, right? Because because you're looking at something, and 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 many times these come from a, a business that is only tangentially at best related to what we do, and yet you've got very bright people that are explaining how they're using these techniques, and so it 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 makes you think: Are these techniques? applicable to my business and if they are how can I, how might we use them um, it, it's it, it spurs a greater um, conversation you know um, I mean the simple question of what business are we actually in I think 
is a great one, right? Yeah, and one that probably, you know, I guess we're kind of pulling back the curtain here, but it, it's one that uh, at our company we, we try to answer every single day. You know, we are in a, a very unique position, and, and I think, and, and I say this not to, I'm not trying to stroke trustedchoice.com or, or what we do because it's, um, you know, this is, it's obviously our podcast, and, and it's what we do every day, what we live and breathe. So it's the you know the example that's probably the closest to our heart. But uh, you know, I bring this up more because you know, just I think that uh, it's very easy, and I know that this was the case for me when I was an agent, Marty. I'm sure it was the case for you. Uh, when you're in the day to day grind of the insurance business, it's easy to get caught in the technical side. It's easy to to get your technician's hat on, and 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 get stuck in policy forms and coverages and pricing and underwriting and all these very technical aspects of what of what our industry does and I'm hoping with this podcast with with other resources that that come out uh, specifically through agency nation you know I, I think that um, it's important that we take a step we, we take off that technician's hat once in a while and we put on our kind of leadership um, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, investment, you know, disruptor, you know, you can, you get a little kind of buzzword. We, we put on that hat that, let, that makes us think about what we're doing in a larger scale. And, um, you know, it, it, it definitely starts to move the needle when you do that. And I've seen a few agencies, um, you know, uh, someone who's, who's been a, a great resource for us, um, uh, Jill Roth talks about it all the time and the work that she's doing to to upgrade her uh, agency's website. Uh, Josh Lipstone in North Carolina, he, he's doing a great job and some of the stuff he's doing. Um, Sharon Robles is another great one uh, in Illinois and how she's really embraced kind of uh, coming over from the captive side and, and kind of taking the, the independent world by storm, writing tons of policies. Uh, I think that it helps when you look at your business from a deeper aspect, and uh, and I'm going to jump down off my soapbox now and actually get but to this article. That that's we're fine. Talk about. Be- before we go there, I want to throw out one resource, uh, and we'll put a link to this um, in the notes to the podcast. Uh, Michael Gerber wrote a book uh, a few years ago called The E Myth, and essentially it talks E for entrepreneur. Uh, it talks about uh, exactly where Ryan was a, a few minutes ago, and that is um, many people start their own businesses uh, because they really love what they do. But what they love is the technical aspects of the business they're in, not so much the running of the business. And what we are talking about now is the difference between being in the technical details and actually now beginning to examine the strategy of your company, agency and or carrier company side, right? And driving that strategy, which then builds your business. You know, and, and I think, you know, I, I guess with the pushback, so I've said similar things in, in presentations and a lot of agents, and Marty, I'm sure you have too, 
And when I say these type of things, the pushback I get is we we work in a very technical business. And I agree with that. We work in an incredibly technical business. And being a technician, uh, CPCU, CIC, CPIA, all these different designations, uh, they're important because they 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 allow us to, to, to really dig into what we do and, and be great at it. I think the difference today with the internet and with digital technology is that things are changing so fast and so rapidly, unlike any other time. I mean, things have always changed. You know, if there's any constant, it's change, right? And uh, but today, the 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 advancements are happening so quickly. Uh, you know, we just. We've spent two episodes of the first five episodes of the show talking about drones because you and I believe that drones are going to become such an important part of, of how our businesses run. Maybe not the day-to-day of the insurance agency, but the day-to-day of the industry and what we do that, that we wanted to talk about them. And um, I, I think that more than ever, we need to be able to wear both the business person hat, the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial hat – and the technician's hat and, and be able to balance them. I think there was a time when you could be an amazing technician and that was that was good enough to be very successful. I, str- I struggle to see that day ever coming back. I think well, you have to be both today. And, and I, I'll go one step bolder. Um, I think as leaders of our organizations, that's what we're called to do. It's... I don't want to. I don't want to underestimate or or, or uh, somehow downplay the importance of that technician side. But the technicians are out there. What is and there are, there are there are many. What there aren't a lot of is visionary leaders who understand how to take that technical aspect of what we do, the highly complex, and yet create a strategy that allows your firm to win. Yeah. That's what we need to focus on as leaders. And I think that takes us perfectly into um, the kind of first bullet point item of this article. And uh, I, I highly encourage everyone uh, who's listening to this to come and check out this article. You can get there by going to agencynation.com forward slash show zero five. So that's uh, agencynation.com forward slash show zero five. Check out this article. Um, there's lots of great examples in it that we're not going to talk about. But the first bullet point is in digital, as in everything, straight stay true to who you are. And Marty, I think that that perfectly is positioned versus what you just said. The, the, the successful agency moving forward, not of the past. Of the past is completely different. We can't go back, right? The successful agency of the future takes and stays true to the highly technical nature of what we do, but figures out how to leverage uh, the digital tools to do so. Absolutely. Uh, And we're going to get into some of these things in the next couple of points. But the fact of the matter is, we are, to be successful, highly service-oriented businesses. And we need to to, to remain, uh, that needs to be a core competency of our agency. However, that can't limit who we are. That can't only be about that. We have to go beyond that. Yeah. So I think, you know, it's it's this really, and I, and I would love people's feedback on this because this is one of the ones that uh, I think we're constantly struggling with. You and I talk about this stuff every single day. It's why we decided to do this podcast is because as much as neither one of us are actually selling, physically getting wet signatures on uh, policy forms, um, we think we think as much about the business of insurance 
as uh, any two people I think that that exist. I mean, it's it's what we live and breathe. And um, I struggle with this one. How do we stay true to the service, to the to the technical side, and still leverage the digital? Because we have to stay true to that. It is our differentiator. Local, you know, service. Um, you know, the, the the technician side of what we do, the ability to dive into someone's policy forms and pull out the little nuggets that make one policy better than another. You know, as much as people worry about the commoditization of insurance, you know, there that is our differentiator. Um, it's how do we keep that and still leverage digital? And I think that's what this first bullet is talking about is that we have to figure out how to do both. Absolutely. And, and, and your question of... How do we do it? Is addressed in the second component here, and that is, it says build capabilities, not IT functionality. So what you're looking at is is ultimately what are we going to deliver to the customer, not the checklist of features, right? So we 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 all have that thing where we love to get the little checkbox, right? This solution versus that solution, and there's a whole list of different things, and there's different check marks going down. That's not the key here. It's what does my customer need, and how do I deliver that? Not what's the most broad-based solution. Yeah, you know this is this is one that um, I know. Uh, many of our agency management friends uh, have 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 not. I'm not going to say struggle with, but have, have grappled with um, with with new technology. Is uh, how do you provide the exact thing that agency A needs, uh, which is different than agency B with the same product? And uh, you know, it, it really comes down to as agencies in particular. We need to focus on adding benefits to consumers with our technology spend, not just more technology. And the reason I, you know that may sound intuitive, but I think uh, specifically for our industry, where a lot of uh, our leaders aren't necessarily—and I don't think this is a stretch to say this—aren't uh, necessarily, you know, technology isn't their their expertise, right? It's not necessarily in their sweet spot. And I think what we've seen, at least uh, maybe in the last you know, maybe five, six years ago and, and even into a little recent is that um, uh, we'll be convinced that we need to upgrade our technology, but because we're not necessarily as comfortable with it, we buy too much or the wrong thing or we, we, we focus on whatever has the most check boxes filled and that isn't ultimately always the right solution for us. Let, let, me, let me have a shot at that. Um, some of our listeners may be aware of the fact that uh, – in my checkered career, uh, I have held positions at a couple of agency management system vendors. And although I haven't done that in probably close to 10 years now, um, even when I was in that field, there were very few agencies. I'm not going to say there were no agencies. There were very few agencies um, who were running a, a reasonably current version of their agency management system product. Uh, that absolutely had to move to a new product because their current offering didn't do what they wanted it to do. Many times you would go uh, into a competing, uh, an agency running a competing vendor's product and they'd say, yeah, my, my product doesn't do X, Y, and Z. And of course, I know for a fact that it does. But that's not my job to tell them that, right? What I would tell you is if you are thinking that uh, maybe your 
you need a new technology solution today because you want to get the checkboxes checked, I would suggest to you that spend a fraction of the money that you're about or that you're thinking about spending on a new system, put that into education in your current system. You will be stunned at the stuff that's there that you've got for free, right? Already that you're not that you're not making use of. So remember what we're focusing on is delivering capabilities, not the functions. Yeah. And and I hundred percent. I can say this from my own experience. We knew that we were only using at the Murray Group at the time. I know they they've actually done this, invested in using their system um, uh, more efficiently. But at the time, we were only using like twenty five percent of the system that we had. So I, I definitely I definitely think that that's a good good amount of time and good value spent. And it just speaks to one aspect of this. But always think in IT spend. What is the benefit to the to the people I'm trying to serve. And if there isn't a benefit, then that functionality really doesn't do you any good. Uh, the feature that I like to, to quote in this one is the chat on websites, right? Seems really sweet. Oh, we can chat live with people. Is there really a benefit, especially if someone isn't going to be uh, you know, ready and available? Like, you know, people that go to chat, they want a response within like 60 seconds. If you're not like there, available, if that person's on lunch and no one else has it, then it's lost functionality. It, it's not providing a benefit to the person if, if they pop open the chat on your website and no one's there to use it. So that's actually the example I love to use because uh, we all get kind of excited about live chat, but if, if there's no one staffing it or our consumers don't really care, then it's just functionality that doesn't have a purpose. No doubt, no doubt. And, and, and that's, you know... A perfect segue to our next point, which is there are things that we've all invested in that we need to get rid of. They're just no longer productive. They're not doing what we had hoped that they would do. And so um, the article's point is by getting rid of these costs, and when we talk costs, obviously some of that's monetary, but some of it's time-based too. Um, that frees you up now to do more uh, experimentation, to, to, to think big picture, to begin to strategize about where you're taking your business. Yeah, Marty, and I'm going to take an example from this uh, right from what we're doing here at TrustedChoice.com. So uh, when I took over as the head of marketing, you know, there were a lot of contracts in place. And one of the very first things that I started doing was looking at what are we spending money on, what tools, where can money be saved, and where can it be reinvested in other products. And we were using um, a very complicated and high-level uh, kind of SEO management tool. And uh, you know, our team got together, and we looked at kind of, well, what do we actually need? Can we reimagine how we do SEO, how we track um, the, the way that we go after certain keywords to drive traffic to trustedchoice.com and ultimately found that there was a solution with slightly less functionality but a significantly, uh, significantly less cost. So uh, we then had to weigh – so this is the important part about this conversation – is we then had to weigh the cost of transition. right? So a lot of times uh, – again, not to – we're talking a lot about agency management systems but there's so many different types of technology um, – you know, actually, I won't talk about agency management systems. I'll talk about e-signature, right? So 
So e-signature, I've said this a million times, I probably will say it a million more, it blows my mind that uh, less than 19% of the independent insurance industry uses e-signature. Absolutely blows my mind. Upon a deeper dive into what this means, so I've started to kind of formulate in my head why this is why this is happening. It's the cost of change, right? So there's two costs. There's the cost to the company in terms of dollars. There's also the human time cost. And what e-signature does is change the way agencies operate. And I think most agencies today have thought that the cost of change in terms of human time and efficiency um, – or not efficiency, but a human time and transition has not been worth uh, the increase in capability. Um, but you have to think about both when you're making a change. Well, I'm going to go one step further, and uh, you know, I'm going to I'll stay off the soapbox, I guess. But um, that this whole issue of of, of change and the effort uh, required to move your agency to adopt a new technology or to put new capabilities out um, to some degree is a function of um, agency staffing. And we know that one of the biggest challenges that this industry faces is our aging workforce. Um, the, you, put, you put a new, a new technical um, opportunity in front of uh, a millennial, and you put that same uh, opportunity in front of uh, a um, baby boomer. I think not always, because there's there are no absolutes. But many times, that millennial is going to be able to grasp that more quickly and understand the true ramifications of those changes, because that's the world they live in. And so, we need to be thinking about that level of our organization as well. Yeah, and I think I think the importance there, because I know the pushback would be around uh, millennials don't have any experience, and I think that's a very good point. I think the I think it's agency mix, right? We need to we need to think more about the mix that we have in terms of uh, experience versus. Um, you know, experience in terms of insurance industry experience versus experience with technology. And, you know, I think sometimes where we get caught up, and, I, and I've seen this a lot, is that uh, someone in the agency has, quote unquote, technology experience. The problem is that their technology experience was from the 90s when they were coming through and learning and, and in this stuff. And, it hasn't adapted to, you know, wireless and mobile and and uh, and applications on phones and, and all these different aspects of, of what it means uh, to operate today. And sometimes uh, we're held back. So um, I don't necessarily think that it's, uh, you know, look, I'm an advocate for having millennials in our industry. That's not what I'm talking about. But I think in general, when we're thinking about our agency mix, we need to think about current technology understandings and insurance experience and mixing that way. If, um, you know, it's just, it, I think we, we get caught in uh, always leaning towards industry experience and, uh, and, and then on our technology side suffers. Yeah, I mean, let's, you know, let's, let's, let's face fact. If you're having a... Uh a, a major uh, a major um, surgery. Do you want uh, the doctor that's fresh out of med school, or do you want the doctor that's 
got a little experience when uh, you know I, I, I've never said this, but I've heard other people say that the the best thing that they can see when they climb on the airplane is the uh, pilot in command has gray hair. All right, there are sometimes when experience matters, and clearly crafting a complicated risk management scheme for a very uh, large business is one of those areas where experience matters. Yeah, yeah, you know, so so this kind of takes us into the the fourth point. Um, and, and of this article again, and you can read this full article at agencynation.com forward slash show zero five. Uh, the fourth point of this article is put your culture to work to drive your differentiation. <clears throat> so this, this I, I love this point because it is something that I it is a point that I make regardless of what I'm talking about. I almost always find a way to get this slide into one of my presentations, and if you're uh, from Wisconsin, and you're coming to uh, the annual convention in a couple days. You will, and you come to my part of it. You will hear me say this story again. So I apologize for that. But um, actually, I don't apologize for that. You should hear it twice. Uh, and this is customer service versus customer experience. Um, I, I talk about something called the customer expectation triangle of death. And the of death is because if you don't listen to what I'm about to say, then your business is dying, <clears throat> whether you know it or not. Harsh, but I firmly believe this as much as I believe anything about our industry. Customer service is the barrier to entry. Okay, There was a time when going the extra mile, picking up the telephone, giving the extra look on the policy form. There was a time when those things separated your agency from uh, maybe the guy or girl down the street. Today, that is the barrier to entry. The, the, the connected generation consumer, the modern consumer, understands that that uh, these things are they're all programmable in a database. They're all easy to run through and check and look through and you know, answering the phone and being available, you know, customer service isn't being available from nine to five. That's not customer service. Just because you give people your cell phone and you're available nine to five and sometimes you call them back after hours, that's not customer service. That's that's not customer service. If it is, it doesn't mean anything to the consumer because the consumer expects you to do that because Geico and Allstate and State Farm will pick up the phone all day long and you can usually eventually get to a human being. So, um, you know, customer service is not a differentiator. Having a competitive price is not a differentiator, right? Ease of business is not a differentiator. These are things that people expect. They shop at Amazon and Zappos and Apple. I mean, you ever walk into an Apple store? Compare your customer experience to what people get when they walk into an Apple store because that's what they expect when they do business with you. They expect you to stand there with a mobile phone and go beep, boop, beep, done. Credit card, swipe, over. Transaction in and out, 30 seconds. That's what they want. Fair or not, the customer compares us to every other one of the businesses that they use day in and day out. Yesterday, I'm standing in line at the big box hardware store. I'm buying a bag of lawn fertilizer. There's a couple of carts in front of me, right? And the uh, checkout clerk is taking her sweet time. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, a gentleman comes up to me. He says, is this all you're buying today? I said, yes. He said, are you using a card? I said, yes. I handed him my card. He swiped it into a mobile reader, and I didn't wait in line anymore. I was gone. It's amazing. 
put a smile on my face. How about the self-service line at uh, the grocery store? I don't know. Uh, all the grocery stores in Albany now are adding four kind of self-registered checkouts. And if you have, you know, and there's no like per item limit. You know, my wife will go, will go through that line with like 50 items, you know, unless we have like a huge load, you know, for the, the standard kind of weekly load of things, um, she'll go through the self-service checkout. Never have to talk to a human being, goes through, swipe, 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 in the bags, bags go back in the cart, she walks away, you know? I don't think that, you know, the and the only reason that the actual human being swiping the cans through the thing is an advantage is because they have the big long conveyor belt. If the self-service had the big long conveyor belt, she would use that, right? That's a customer experience. For, for certain things, she wants nothing to do with a human being because all they do is muddle things up and slow it down and she wants to go at her own pace and that's her experience with a, with a supermarket. It's the only time I want to talk to a human being is when I can't find something. If I can't find something, then I need to have ready access to someone. Think about when you go to Home Depot, right? For the most part, it's a great experience unless you're looking for the, the half-inch wing nut and the only one you can find is the three-quarter-inch wing nut and it's driving you nuts that you've looked up and down the wing nut aisle and you can't find it. And there's no orange smocks around to tell you where it is, right? So... Your customer experience can change very, very rapidly. I can go from, wow, this place is great, to, oh my gosh, why isn't there anyone around? I'm losing my mind. Speaking of wing nuts, <laughs> two of them on, on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so, so my purpose in, in saying all this and getting back to the triangle is that um, customer service, competitive price, and, and ease of doing business are the barriers to entry today. It's what people expect. You cannot you can you can mention them as benefits to clients, but don't expect them to separate you. What separates you is the experience that you provide. And when this article says put your culture to work to drive your differentiation, that's the experience. What makes you different? And um, you know, it, it, there's a million ways that you your agency can be different. You can let dogs in. You can participate in the local little league. You can be a huge golfer. There's a million different things that can make your agency different than every other agency. But uh, that is what ultimately keeps the customer coming back. But the other things you have to have in place. So if you have this amazing customer experience, but it takes 10 days to get a call back, then no, then customer experience doesn't mean anything. They're going to go someplace else. But understand that you have to address uh, a quality service or product, competitive rate, and ease of doing business first. Those three things have to be in place. Then you address customer experience. It's a whole nother step. It's a whole nother layer to doing business. And it's a completely different mindset. But customer experience is really just amplifying the, the culture of your agency. There's no question that uh, in the past, uh, insurance agencies, by and large, adopted a uh, you know white shirt, tie, uh, we're buttoned up because we deal in in a um, technical and uh, financial business. That's not necessarily the only culture that you can have. You can uh, you can be a a more what I'd call rather than a a, a form, formal business. You could be business casual, right? Where everybody's professional, but the fact is, you can have fun. You can you can express your personality. Your agency uh, can be seen in the community, 
in more ways than just the button-down, totally um, rigid organization of the past. And that's what they're talking about here, is let that cultural, um, that those cultural touchstones, let them outside the four walls of your organization. Let people see who you really are. Yeah, and uh, a great example of this is uh, Shane Eastman and Nick Ayers from I-80 Insurance out in California. Uh, if you follow these guys on Facebook or, or, or any other social platforms or their website, it's just um, very high energy, very fun guys, uh, kind of have a bold logo, and and uh, I think orange is their color that they use in their logo, or red, I, I can't remember, but, um, but when you see it, it's just... You can tell high energy and and they're you know kind of younger guys and, and they're just doing you know you immediately get what their agency is all about um, so that's a great one to check out I think where you know they kind of have all the pieces in place but then they're also taking it to another level by by you know being a very high quality you know traditional from the standpoint of they're they're running an independent agency but at the same time kind of building in this customer experience that differentiates them and uh and is attracting you know they're doing very well so uh, that's a great example let's uh before we before we waste everyone's day let's let's move on to the fifth the fifth point here marty sure absolutely and this is this is you were sort of beginning to touch on it uh a couple of minutes ago, and that is really where we're moving now from um, a focus on customer service to a focus on customer experience. And all of the things that we've talked about, you know, through the bullet points uh, previous are all coming and wrapping around this is the conclusion, which is shape the future by putting your customer at the center of your activities. This is really where you're leading your business. How does that consumer become ever more key to how we do business, right? And so um, this is how good companies differentiate themselves. Think of all of the brands that you know and love. Um, Brands like Volvo. um, Brands like the example here, Ikea or Zappos. I mean, those are brands where it's the customer is everything, and everything they do in that company is focused on making sure that the customer has the right experience, not only on a good day, but also on a bad day. You know, and, and one thing that I want to I toss in here is I think that customers have, have always been at the center of the independent insurance industry. Um, you know, we've never been... A, you know the manufacturing style business that you may think of with our kind of direct and captive competitors. The issue is, I think we have to start to build in ways of of making sure that the customer understands that, right? That we have to build in little experiences, little 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 pieces of our business. Maybe you use the color green everywhere, you know, so we're getting into branding a little bit. But but all these things work on on pulling the customer in. Uh, uh, Chris Paradiso takes selfies, you know, with his, you know, kind of like bro shots, like arm around customers and puts these out on Facebook and brings them in and talks about their businesses. He's always preached that. It's an incredible tactic. I, I, tactic in a good way, not not in a, not in a sleazy way. Um, there's, there's just a lot of, there's a lot of ways to let your customer know that they're the center. I think we've always kind of, that's always been part of our business, but today uh, we have to make a concerted effort to start to show them that they're the center. You know, not not in a selfish way, but but really bring them in and uh, 
you know, sponsoring charity golf events from your customers or, you know, all the things that we've always done. Um, when you go there, make sure you take a picture of yourself there and, and share it and talk about the event and why the event's so important and why you've supported it for the last 15 years. Um, these little things, though they sound self-serving, they are, they're dual-serving. They, they serve your customer because you're, you're marketing them, but you're also kind of backdoor saying, hey, I'm part of this community, I'm here, and uh, it's those little things, little tiny things. These aren't huge, major changes we need to make. They're just little tiny things that we start to drip into our messaging that really show the customer that, they're, that they're, they are the center of our business. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, we hear great examples of this all the time. Uh, I'm thinking of Claudia McLean um, out on the West Coast. Uh, they Their agency does a uh, electronics recycling program, right? So a couple times a year, they get uh, some space in a, in a local business parking lot, maybe their very own parking lot. I don't know that for a fact. Um, and they just set it up, and they, and they work with a local recycler, and they just push the news out, we're taking your old TVs and computer monitors, bring all your old electronics to us, we'll make sure it gets disposed of, not just out of your hair, but we'll make sure it gets disposed of in an ecologic, ecologically friendly way. So, friendly to the customer, friendly to the environment, you get seen uh, in the light of uh, doing the right thing for the right reasons. This didn't sell one policy today but you know what tomorrow it might yeah it's, it's a great example and and claudia is a great example for a lot of things but um I, you know i think i you know I, we, we none of this was really tactical that we talked about today um but I, it's important to have these conversations and think about these things and, and the way that our business is changing um i know that it's possible i know it's completely possible to hold on and not try to adopt some of these things and, and probably still make decent money, still make good money. But if you're focused on growth, if you're focused on longevity for what the marketplace is going to look like into the future, um, these are the concepts that are going to be there. The, the, the agencies that truly adopt these things, we mentioned uh, more than a, you know probably a half dozen today on the show. Um, these are the types of agencies that are starting to position themselves to really make a difference and, and to be the bedrock um, – both offline and online, um, that independent agencies have been for the last hundred years. So, um, I think we're at a great place. I'd like to wrap the show up, Marty. Uh, any closing thoughts before we get out of here? Yeah, you know the what I would say is I don't want to be chicken little, um, but I think that the pace of change over the course of the next decade is going to be radically greater than what we've seen to date. And I'm not suggesting downplaying by any chain, uh, by any any. Uh, stretch of the imagination what's the, the amount of change that's taken place uh, up to now but I just think it's going to get more and more critical that agencies begin to think about the steps we talked about today how they how they strategically position their agency to do well in this changing environment yeah and and again I think the the chicken little is a good point I I, I hope no one takes this as us saying uh, the sky is falling. We're all in trouble. Um, there are so many agencies. We mentioned five or six. There are there are you know many 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 more that are doing great things. Um, but just as a whole, uh, you know, Mar- and we've mentioned this before. You know, Mar- where we sit at trustedchoice.com, we get to look out over the breadth of our of our industry uh, and uh, and across the nation. And um, 
there are many bright spots and we're just we're trying to cultivate more because we all prop each other up and uh and that's really why i think it's important to you know we had a very tactical episode in episode four um this is a little higher level and we'll try to mix these in because i think it's just really important to have these conversations. If you have a comment on this, you want to throw something in, do we forget something or you kind of miss the point on one of these, uh, head over to agencynation.com forward slash show zero five. Leave us a comment. Uh, or you can connect with us on Facebook and leave the comments there. Or if you think it's something that you want to send us directly, ryan.hanley at trustedchoice.com or marty.agather at trustedchoice.com. You can send us an email and we're happy to connect with you there. Uh, and if you haven't yet, Head over to iTunes, leave us a rating and review, or Stitcher if you listen on Stitcher. A great way to get our show, to get Agency Nation Radio in front of more uh, insurance industry professionals like yourself. And uh, with that, Marty, we're going to get out of here. Out.